everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. I am so excited to have a guest today. His name is Blake Tatum. He is the U.S. commercial leader at Medtronic Patient Monitoring. I'm really excited to have him on for many reasons. First of all, he's just an incredible leader. Uh, been in the business for 17 years in various positions in commercial and and now uh, just an extraordinary person. Uh, I actually reported to Blake for many years and uh, I did spend eight years at Medtronic Patient Monitoring. So this interview is very special to me to have him on the podcast uh, to share the great work that he and the team over there are doing. So Blake, such a pleasure to have you with us today. Yes, all thank you. Excited to be here and great to see you again. Likewise, likewise. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of great things happening in the in the patient monitoring space. I'm sure you're going to tell us all about the innovations that you guys are up to. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd love to hear your story, Blake. Like, you know, for the listeners to to get to know you a little bit better, what is it that got you into the business? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's a simple story, but complex at the same time. So, I um I've actually got more of a business to business and finance background. Um, you, as you, you may remember Saul, but I, um, you know, I, I started in, in more of a, a finance and insurance industry, uh, worked in a, in a boutique fund in, in the mid South and, um, you know, great, great business, amazing experiences, uh, work with companies like Caesars entertainment, uh, what used to be Northwest airlines. Um, and, you know, and, and was doing well, but in my late twenties, um, just realized that wasn't that excited uh, when I woke up in the morning. Um, even even when you you know have a great week or close you know close a new client, you know say a startup bank, et cetera. Um, I just could tell that wasn't really where I wanted to be um, long term. And in my late twenties, I I literally rebooted my career um, and became a, an airway management rep um, with with what was then Tyco Healthcare. Um, they were hiring people from outside of medical. Um, and, uh, I had, had a little bit of experience. I, uh, ironically, I had a neighbor who was a, a surgery resident, um, with UT medical and, oh, nice. uh, and he, he sort of helped me understand how to, how to responsibly operate in an OR or how to navigate a critical care unit. And I got, I, I found an opportunity. So I transitioned, um, in the, into Tyco and studied so hard that people used to ask me if I was a nurse and kind of went from there. Best, uh, best really <laughs> difficult change I ever made. That's awesome, Blake. No, th thanks for sharing that. And and now when you wake up every morning, how do you feel? You never have to regret a success um, with this group and, and this company and this industry. Because every time, every time we execute a strategy or every time we close a contract or every time we, you know, we upgrade or convert a hospital system, you're helping people. Uh, people are going to get better faster. You're going to save someone's grandmother or son or daughter. Um, so it's, again, it's, it's every day is not easy, just like with any industry, but, um, but you feel really good about what you're doing. So it makes it, makes it a lot easier to get in there and do battle again the next day. And I think a lot of us in the business, you know, feel the same way like, like you, Blake, is this, this, you know, calling that, that we get to answer when we do work in, in this business. So let's shift gears. Let's talk about patient monitoring. Mm -hmm. How does the patient monitoring organization add value to the healthcare ecosystem? Yeah, we're we're Medtronic patient monitoring today, um, but but we carry uh, a number of of monitoring technologies. So, no for pulse oximetry, iridium capnography, 
in both cerebral oximetry and and in um, his anesthesia monitoring. And the key, the key to us and the key to that this business is that every algorithm, um, every every tech that we have is best in world. So anytime um, we're we're putting what we do on a patient, we know it's going to pick up very quickly. We can rely on the reading. It's it's not the it's not necessarily the flashiest uh, or the uh, the uh, the most stylish technology in the world, but it works extremely well every single time. And our our team our teams believe in it, which then in turn makes sure that our customers and caregivers believe in it and use it as as effectively as they possibly can. So what we do, um, I guess, a short answer to that question is that we're we're either catching complications as quickly as humanly possible so that we can intervene with a patient or we're confirming that they're, that they're stable enough to go home um, to the safest place they could be um, outside the hospital or outside of caregiving um, area of care. So um, we're really about patient safety and about either catching people and saving them or confirming that they're, that they're healing um, and that they can go home and be with their families and move on with their lives. The technologies that that Blake is sharing with us, they touch everyone. Uh, I, for how many patients a, a a second was it or a minute, Blake? I forget the. Uh, it, it's hundreds of millions. Um, yeah, it, it's it the it's a point well made, Saul. So it, what we do, um, you know, if you're if you're a, a lay person, you're going to see us in doctors' offices. You're going to see us in an emergency room. You'll see us in an urgent care clinic or an operating room in a hospital. Um, we basically touch every, every, every area and facet of healthcare. Um, so it's a, it's a good call out. It's, it's a very matrix and complex business because a lot of this is standard of care. Um, and you do need to use it to make sure whether you're getting an annual physical or an invasive heart surgery that you've got this data. It almost disappears in the background, but it's so important. I remember going into uh, my my son had tripped, and he and he and he busted his chin, and we were in the emergency, uh, not the emergency room, but urgent care, and I was sitting there, and of course they had a pulse ox, and and yeah. of course it was a Nelcor pulse ox, yeah. So I said, buddy, that's what daddy sells, you know. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it is, you know, and he got all curious. It's either those conversations or what I hear most often is members of our team or me uh, when my kids get hurt for stitches or broken bones um, or either that or you're like coaching them. Like, you know, if you use this or if, if you guys are watching this parameter, you know, you can really take care of those GI bleeds faster. It's so funny. It's either, hey, this is what daddy does or, hey, can I help you guys out? Those are the two conversations that happen every time. Blake, let's center this conversation around what you believe makes what you guys do at patient monitoring different or what, or better than what's out there already? Traditionally, we were, um, you know, Medtronic's a huge company. We've always, you know, as far as my experience has been, we've always been part of large companies. And the way that those usually work is you you find a targeted therapy and or disease state, you develop, you know, what's what's uh, assumed to be a groundbreaking technology, and then you bring it to market and you educate the market on why they should use this given, say, drug therapy or medical device to address that disease state. And in this post-COVID world, um, things are so dynamic, um, they're so disrupted, and, and the needs of the market and the needs of just people going in for acute care, it's, it's changing. So we've evolved with that the last three to four years um, to where we're continuing to innovate in our core tech. So everything we've already talked about, the, the sensing technologies, 
Um, but we're also adding, um, we're adding features and technologies that, that address what's happening today. For example, um, uh, we just released our, our latest OxySolve pulse oximetry sensor, first one in, in quite a while. Upgraded optics, upgraded adhesives, like how it, how it attaches to the patient so that you don't hurt the most sensitive baby or the most, uh, the, the most uh, compromised elderly patient. Um, but what we've done is um, upgraded the optics to the point where almost regardless of state, uh, skin pigmentation, cancer patients with extremely thick nail beds, that sense will read straight through there. Another example is services. Um, in addition to just our core tech and, and the med tech innovations, we're answering what we're being asked to do. So there's a huge gap in stranded devices. There's a huge gap in, um, you'll know this part well, uh, but in just uh, the ability to customize um, the data that the doctors and caregivers are looking at. So one of the fastest areas of growth for us is in our IT and services businesses. Uh, we're actually way above where we thought we would be because there's such a hunger. So we're continuing to innovate core tech. We got a, a lot of really neat, um, um, really advanced actually sensing technology that we're bringing to the market today and in the next two years. We're also sort of building out more of an IT connectivity and a services business because that's what the market is begging us for. So I guess the way I'd say we're different is that we're customizing and we're innovating for today um, in a way that, that we're responding to what the market is asking us for and not necessarily educating the market on what we think they should do. And it's solving a lot of their problems, right? With the, this interoperability challenge, yep. helping them connect the unconnected uh, yep. and ultimately taking care of patients faster. You know, every meeting, you, you almost see that, that sense of help me um, whether it's a CEO, CNO, or just a, uh, a nursing or respiratory leader, um, they're trying to solve problems and they don't know answers. And, and our job going forward is, is to bring those relevant answers and help them address what, what everyone's dealing with. Healthcare shifting fast. We, we see a lot of, of, of really traditional consumer companies like, like Apple and Amazon, yep. and the front door of healthcare is changing you know, like what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the use of, of things like wearables and, and technologies like that to, to really deliver, uh, that Starbucks and Amazon experience that we now want as patients. Uh, we hear about, uh, Apple watches and aura rings constantly. Um, and, and I look, I use them, um, they're, they're, they're a great tool for, for fitness and, and also for just general health and, and, uh, and at a high level. Um, the key there though, is, is there's a big difference between consumer grade and medical grade. So the question we're trying to solve is there's a lot of, of delivery form factors that are exciting. Um, how do we, how do we incorporate medical grade technology into those platforms? Um, and we, we've met with a number of, of the names you just mentioned. Um, but also we've moved in that space ourselves where, where, you know, the consumer sensing space, you know, you do hear about people, um, you know, catching a heart attack early or, or some type of acute problem they're having. So how do we, how do we bring that, um, into really medical grade care? So we partnered with a company, uh, BioIntelliSense, where we've got a patch today that'll bring a lot of the respiratory rate, heart rate, you know, the future SpO2, blood pressure, a lot of the things that a physician would want to see to care for, for a SOL or a leg as they come in with an issue. 
um, in a medical grade format, but also that you can wear around, um, that you can go home with, that you could, you know, wear 30 days post-surgery to make sure that you're progressing the way that you need. So there's not a clean answer to that, Saul. Um, we're still learning. We've had a lot of early success, um, but we, oh, you'll be excited to know, actually, uh, we're actually installing our first three hospital to home um, opportunities now. Exciting. So we're, we're, we're getting there. We're trying to blend a lot of the, the, uh, the latest, you know, consumer grade tech and, and a lot of the things that people don't mind wearing like a ring or a watch or a patch. And how do we integrate medical grade technology so that an alert or um, a not alert uh, that you're getting off of that patient is reliable um, and that you can make and make clinical decisions and caregiving decisions off of that data. So we're getting there, but it's, it's still early stage. It's going to be exciting few years in that space. That's great. Well, you guys are definitely ahead of the curve, Blake, in, in the work in this space, the hospital at home work. So for anybody considering that type of solution for your health system, definitely something you should be thinking about. And, and it's that medical grade technology that you need to be thinking about those reliable partners like, like a Blake and a Medtronic. Uh, we're going to leave in the show notes ways that you could get in touch with Blake and his team on ways that you could roll out those types of programs. So make sure you check those out. What do you think, Blake, is one trend or technology that's going to change healthcare as we know it? I think remote sensing technology in whatever form and the ability to put that data where caregivers need to see it is, is the key to the future. Um, so that it, it's really... Everything in medicine, if you boil it from far enough down, is actually very simple. Um, you need to understand what is happening to this individual in as high fidelity as you possibly can. And can you put it in a format that a physician, a nurse, a clinician can see it and make really good health healthcare uh, based decisions off of that data? Um, everything that you see, that that is essentially the goal. Can I get something? Um, to either watch or be on that patient to pull off enough vital signs to determine are they healthy and or improving? Are they degrading and unhealthy? And do I need to intervene? Um, that's essentially the name of, of every game um, outside of just a straight invasive surgery, right? Um, or, or respiratory uh, intervention. So it, it's everything going forward is how do we find a patient compliant um, interface that can get high fidelity medical grade data off of that individual and put it in a place that a caregiver can make a really good um, either just intervention decision or just acute decision um, to either help that person or just confirm that they're okay. And they don't need to come in uh, to a hospital, come into an urgent care clinic. And it's just something you can do with say a pharmaceutical option. So it's, that that will be the future. I, I think I think that Amazon's, the Apples, the Auras, um, what we're doing, it's on point. We just got to get it to a place where it's easy to use. Um, people don't have to think about it, and that the, that we're getting get, getting those vitals off of that patient and putting them in a place that we can make really good decisions. Um, you combine that with some decision making support in the AI space, which is getting really exciting. Um, we actually have a meeting later today on some of that, but. Um, you combine that with the ability to make decisions quicker, either to intervene or not to intervene. And, and we can really make a difference, I think, in how um, and how people care for themselves, but also um, just the cost of, of health care in the, in, in the global space, I think. 
you guys have, for the history of the company, delivered reliability. Now you're doing it in a way that is, it's got a different form factor. It's more innovative, kind of meeting patients and people where they are. And uh, the opportunity is huge because at the end of the day, we just want reliable technology. It's got to be something that Mr. Johnson's not going to rip off his face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, off his, off his arm. Um, so they, you know, people have to believe to use it and it has to give you something very reliable so you can make the best possible decisions quickly as possible. That that's really it. Um, and that that's where we're, that's where we're looking to go. And honestly, we're, we're sort of already there in a lot of ways. Um, but there's a long way to go and we got all the math because it, if it's easy, people don't have to think about it and we can, we can help them make that decision really well right away. Um, I think that could be uh, what. Some of our some of our industry partners call game over. Well, listen, I really appreciate you jumping on the podcast today, sharing a little bit about the journey and the things that you guys are doing there. What what closing thought would you leave the listeners with today as we as we part ways? And then where could they go reach out to you to learn more about the things that you guys are doing? We're actually in the middle of a transition, so a lot of a lot of the exciting things we're doing is um, we're actually spinning out of Medtronic today. So. The next time we talk or if we bring in some of the other executive leadership team with our company, it'll be a, we do the same faces, but under a new name. So we're, um, we're actually spinning out to, to become our own entity and, and see if we can't push the pedal down on a lot of this innovation. Um, there's a lot of cool things I haven't talked about. Now you should probably talk with our R and D leader who would probably blow, blow your, your listeners' minds, but we're, we're spinning out, um, in the next year and, and really looking to stand up a new organization. So for today, um, I guess I would say you can find me and us on, on LinkedIn. Um, but in the very near future, we'll have, we'll have a different answer to that question. Um, and we'll have a, a lot more probably innovation and, and just um, caregiving changes to talk about. So for today, I'll say, I'll say LinkedIn. Hopefully in the next few months, we'll get to have a, a different conversation. It'll be exciting. Blake, that's really exciting. Uh, firstly, I want to say congratulations on that move. Um, it, it's a very exciting move. It's a very promising move. And we'll be watching you guys uh, as you turn the corner uh, to, to see where you, what, what, what the name is going to be and, and where you guys will end up. Uh, but certainly want to thank you for, for spending time with us. And uh, well, we'll catch you soon. Absolutely, Saul. It's been a pleasure. Good seeing you again. Likewise.